Welcome to Love Narratives, a podcast where on-screen relationships meet real-life love stories. I'm your host, Michelle Zylar. I'm a love coach, and I help people navigate dating so that they can create conscious relationships full of passion, healthy boundaries, and so much more. If you're someone who's ever been unsure about whether someone's flirting with you and had no idea what to do in that situation, then this episode is for you. In this episode, our guest is going to share what she does in this situation, plus we'll talk all about how representation matters and why. Honestly, we could rename this episode Representation Matters, because it does, and she has a lot to say about it. The Love Narratives podcast is all about what we see, hear, and say to ourselves and each other about love. We'll discuss love stories both on and off screen and explore whether the narratives we witness impact what we do with our own hearts and how we write our own love stories. These guests were all super generous and vulnerable with their own stories. So you won't just be getting movie or TV reviews here. But you'll also be getting real lived experiences from real people at the same time. And maybe by the end, we'll get to see how or if what we watch affects us in our real relationships. But let's be honest, we all know it does. Today, we have Nicole Cooper joining us as our guest. Nicole has an expansive background that includes international travel as as a performing artist, um, the culinary arts, and extended residencies in Europe, New York City, and Louisville. She appreciates activities that strengthen community, especially through creativity economic development, and cultural diversity. She is inspired to take on such projects with imagination, tenacity, intention, and curiosity. And that is completely how I know you, Nicole. Thank you so much (laughs) for being here. And I'd love to just pass the mic to you if you want to share with us just anything else you want listeners to know, and maybe some (laughs) of those projects that you might be working on right now. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate this. What an honor to be on your podcast. Um, Yes, that was such a great introduction. Um, Yeah, some of the things that I'm up to right now, um, I am recently located in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I moved here two years ago from being in living in New York City for 25 years. Um, So I am dancing in the change of all things new (laughs) and adventurous. Um, I have a new position um, for a company and I'm really excited about the company. And uh, what I get to do is be the face and the stamp of the Kentucky Science Center in Louisville, Kentucky. And I will work with weddings and events and all things exciting. So that's new. Uh, I'm really excited about it. And then secondly, uh, another project that um, I'm looking at, I have on Instagram a show every Thursday or most every Thursday called A Girl in a Cocktail. And it'll be all things cocktail, food, home decor, and just talk talk central. (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) that's, those are my projects. I love that. I am already, as you know, a fan of the Instagram show. So yes, you were on my show. Oh I yeah, so recently. Appreciated you. Mm-hmm. It was That's awesome. Right. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, and at the end of the episode, we can definitely uh, tell people how to find you. So oh, lovely. Uh, yeah, but before we dive into talking about the show itself, um, today we're going to be talking about. Uh, I'm sorry. Did I just blank? <laughs> Never have I ever. <laughs> that Never is so funny. Ever. Never have I ever. We're talking. About. Never so, have I ever. <laughs> and before we dive into like the nitty gritty of the show, I just want to mm-hmm. know why is this one of your favorite shows recently? Mm-hmm. Good question. Um, this is one of my favorite shows because um, a few things. One, because 
Um, I love that there's a representation of an Indian family, an Indian family moving to America, their experience and what that is and the differences and the details of from past to now, um, because the show is created in such that you're living, you're seeing it in true time. And then they do past, like what was behind, what was then type of captures. And I really enjoy that type of um, playing on film. Mm. I love that there is an Indian family, especially an Indian young girl who is like every teenage girl, like trying to figure it out. And I just love like what she brings to the to the show, it, just not the average only teenage person. Um, I, I love that she is dealing with her own um, identity. She's dealing with her own um, background, being the only Indian girl in the school, right? Mm -hmm. And what that is. Um, and I love her story. And mm -hmm. I love that how she, she has different um, really cool uh, friends that they're also actually really different. There's an, a wonderful Asian girl who's all about theater and she's super dramatic. And then there's this um, African-American uh, girl who is beautiful and she's a lesbian and she is like um, all about um, STEM projects. And, you know, she calls herself nerdy. I don't think she's nerdy. I think she's super cool. Um, and I just love that. And you see a, a relationship develop, right? Uh, with her mother, about telling her mother that she's gay. It's all these things. And um, there's just so much to love about the show. Um, she's also teaching young boys, no, I'm not gonna, or okay, but I'm gonna put my foot down. Like it opens up and you see young boys go, huh, who is this girl again? She's super cool, you know? Yeah. So yeah, there's so many elements that I love <laughs> about the show. Yeah. Um, well, one thing that when you started speaking that uh, kind of piqued my interest, um, it seems like you were really interested in the, that it was an Indian family. So I'm just curious, I know that you are all for all things diversity, um, mm. but is there something about Indian culture? Is it, do you have heritage that's Indian or is it just that it's you know more diverse than you usually see? Sure, sure. No, I actually don't have any Indian um, connection at all. It's just that I love all cultures. Um, I went to, when I lived in New York City, I went to an Indian wedding that was Indian slash Scottish, which was so cool. And, um, and I wore the sari and I had like uh, the bindi in my, like on my forehead. It was just so cool. Um, but I just really love representation. Mm -hmm. um, being an African-American woman, I just love seeing different cultures other than what we've always seen. Um, on, on our screen, um, which is predominantly sometimes, well, now it's moving, but Caucasian. Like, I love to see diversity. I don't care yeah. what the storyline is. Um, and I have a friend from Pakistan, so uh, we speak about her culture too. So yeah, um, I just love culture. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Same, but I just wanted to ask the question for our <laughs> listeners who might not know, right? Awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> yeah, and so um, diving a little bit uh, more on the point, right, of the podcast, Love Narratives, we're talking about, um, you know, our favorite shows through the lens of romantic storylines and how they depict love in the series. So. I'm curious, are there any characters that you like identify with or re resonate with you in terms of relationships? Like, I know that they're high school relationships and you're a grown sure. woman, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, do I, you know, I just, I don't know if I necessarily, well, okay, um, the main character I don't know if I necessarily uh, totally identify because again, like you said, you know, this is a teenage and then I'm, I'm a grown woman, but you know, you can feel for the character. And I think I have empathy for all the characters. Um, and I think that's what I find um, really lovely. Uh, I find it with the mother who um, her hut, she's newly widowed and her, you know, she's trying to hold it down with, for her family 
and keep heritage and tradition at the front, the foremost importance and family, but also not like deep, like going so deep in her, this American way, which she knows will be completely there for her child. But being that she was born in India, she's like, keep your heritage. And I think there's something really beautiful about um, having someone standing so strong for you in your life, in your world about who you are, who uh, I know you to be and what you can be in your future. And that's how I see her mother. Um, I see, um, I forget the young girl's name. Do you remember the name of the character? Um, the young girl, which her young girl? name, um, the one, um, the, well, I, I'll say the star rather, um, of the show. Oh, Debbie. Um, Debbie. Oh, and by the way, love that name, right? Debbie. How mm-hmm. cool is that? And didn't they mention something? If I can remember straight. Oh, Davey. I- Davey. Davey, I don't know why I said- that's it. Yeah. Ah, well, because what I think is really beautiful is because I think there was a conversation in the show about, is this a boy's name? Mm-hmm. And then there was a conversation. So and that even intrigued me, right? Like, ah, like you don't have something that someone else has. That's a little odd. And then the conversations that you deal with it or you roll your eyes or whatever. But Davy, I love her because even though she's this awesome teenager, she has this confidence that she doesn't really know about, by the way. Mm. She has this confidence that she's grounded in her culture, but she really is just trying to fit in. Like we all are on <laughs> this world, right? Especially yeah. in high school. And she's trying to fit in, but yet she still has this way about her that she's like, oh, well, of course I'm the only Indian girl. Okay, great. So now what? Like she just has this confidence um, that I love about her. And I can say for myself, like I've been in situations where and I've been in school where, you know, I've been the only black person and, you know, I'm confident in that. And then you just keep moving on. So that might've been a similarity in that way, mm-hmm. but uh, I just really celebrate who she is and how she stands and, and how she's figuring out her world. Cause it's ever changing being a teenager, you know? Yeah. And do you think that, you know, her mother standing for her culture to really be preserved and, you know, that, that grounding she has with those roots, do you think that that impacts the way that she kind of navigates her love life with the two boys? Um, do you mean the mother, how she navigates or you're talking about Davy? I'm talking about Davy. Yeah. Yeah. Like how Davy, um, you know, it's interesting. I don't, yes, as an adult, me looking at it, I can see that, but I didn't get the Davy actually recognized that mm-hmm. um, at all. Um, that's what's so cool about Davy. She has this inner confidence that, yes, yeah, she knows her culture. Um, I think that she feels there's a space where she feels more guilty that she can't live up to the expectations. So mm-hmm. I don't know if she recognizes it as being a gift. I think she looks at it being that her father has passed and she holds him really close to her heart. She has these conversations. I think that she has this space of, gosh, um, I hope you're proud of me. Like, what would you do? And I think that's when she, relating to the guys, I think that's what has her go right or left. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't really think that she really, thinks heavily about, oh, my mom is trying to preserve something. I think that's a conversation beyond her at the moment. Yeah. And, you know, that makes me think of like, she's just, you know, I love what a normal teenager she is, (laughs) you know, this whole, like, you know, like her going into the love triangle and being like, (laughs) screw it. I'm going to move to India. I'm dating. (laughs) Like, like oh gosh to do right so true so true and it's really and that's what I love about this show is that it's actually kind of funny too Mm -hmm. because you're like wait what and she's like I'm gonna just do it whatever and then she really realizes wow you know I really can't do that and someone points that out to her and she's like why not what why not I'm going to India and of course she doesn't 
And now she has to deal with how she has interrupted and hurt some, some people. And now mm-hmm. she's got to deal with that. And I think she's like, ah, oh, I just want to run away, you know, which we all do. Like, well, if you don't want to have conversations, right. I want to run away, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the beauty about Davy is it all coming down and crashing down, meaning conversations with her mom, conversations that she had with her father of expectations and being the one and, and being like so loved and cherished. And then that's not there anymore the way it mm-hmm. used to be. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's disappointment that she's dealing with. And now she's dealing with trying to, she likes a guy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, wh- how do I navigate liking a guy, you know? Um, and yeah. then, you know, and then a friendship, friendships that keep going in and out. She's like, it's moving too fast. What do I do? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's interesting that we're talking about this as, you know, such a, a kind of childish behavior <laughs> um, because, you know, a lot of us never grow out of it. And I'm thinking of Kamala, right? Um, mm. And how she is, for all intents and purposes, an adult, right? She's working on her career. She and mm-hmm. she is feeling super stuck and conflicted as well, not wanting to have conversations, right? Yeah, yeah. She's feeling pressure to fit in at work, be one of the guys. Right. She one dresses guys. up in that ridiculous outfit. Um, <laughs> You know, she's like trying to outrun all these suitors and like, you know, it's like all of these pressures (laughs) are kind of being put upon her and she's no longer a child, right? That's Um, right. That's right. That's right. And it's still not easy to have those conversations. (laughs) No, it's, it's completely not. But I think what's so great is, um, which I love, I think that if you have a, or you can hone in, if you will hone in on. I don't know how you've been raised or what your belief system is, but if you can just tap in just a little bit, I think to something in that, in that area, I think that you have a good place to stand and then you can possibly have the courage to have the conversations or do that action, that thing, whatever that is to really move forward in whatever (laughs) the, whatever the, um, I don't know, I want to say the the upset was, Mm -hmm. or, you know, or the tragic moment was, you know, sometimes all we need is, okay, tapping into like, I don't know, a a word or a thought of an auntie or a mom, a dad, you can do this, you've got this. And then you're like, okay, yeah, I can. And then you go forward, you know, where you thought you couldn't. And I, and I see that for all characters in in, in this, in this show, actually the mom, the aunt, not the auntie, well, the auntie who there's something there for her too, but also the cousin, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you see it across the board. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm thinking for Kamala, even if it, for her potentially didn't come from her upbringing, right? Because she was kind mm. of feeling like she didn't fit into that. She yes. did manage to find someone. Um, I think it was one of Davy's teachers, right? That yes, yes, she yes. felt right. She could um, kind of hook into, lean on. She felt seen by him. She felt supported, right. and right. then that was her like kind of opening to to really like go for what she wanted instead of just like you know going through the motions. That's um, right. That's right. Right. Yeah, oh, that's ooh. so sometimes yeah. we got to find it outside of, you know, it's not always our family of origin. It's not always our, you know, the culture we were born into. So that's but what, true. You're, what you're speaking to. Yeah. is like something like <laughs> it takes something. Yeah. It, it takes something. Well, you know, and I mean, speaking of it, it takes something like you're right. It didn't come from that particular Kamala. It didn't come from her family, but she also, there was something inside of her that was courageous to know. And she was curious. I mean, she was a, she's a curious person, right? And she's warm and someone who's being as warm and just taking interest in some of her, her activities or her thoughts. She's like, oh, you know, and she was open. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I, I see her as super courageous and, and kind of changing her path, you know, like an, like an inner feeling. For sure. For sure. <laughs> 
And um, so let's talk about the mom a little bit because I just loved the way her story came back around (laughs) to to staying in the States and like, you know, allowing herself to be, you know, kissed and dated. And like, (laughs) it's like she was reaching for something and um, Mm. her, the auntie was like, no, you're American. Like, stop it. Well, I I think that's interesting about her is that the beginning, I guess it was maybe the first season, you see the mom really holding on to and preserving, as we spoke about earlier, um, her foundation, where she came from, and Mm -hmm. that for her child. You you see that very plain and clear. And you also see um, a missing, a widowed woman. Like you really feel that. The second season, you really see her as like, okay, every day, you know, my child's growing up. Um, what do we need collectively? And that's, you know, she wants to move to India, but then she, then she gets, she, she, she talks to her auntie. And um, what I find really beautiful is, is that her auntie gives her the nourishment, mm-hmm. the hair, you know, the hair soothing, the, the cooking of the food, mm-hmm. um, all of the things. And then I think that she falls into, wow, I wasn't, I haven't been taken care of. I mean, you never hear her say that, you know, but you but definitely, you, <laughs> you, yeah, you feel it and you recognize it as, oh, that's what's missing. And I think when this is happening, she's realizing that, oh, maybe I'm missing touch. I don't know if she says to herself, oh, I'm missing touch, but she definitely has a doctor, right? Who is her mm-hmm. opposition, who <laughs> is clearly flirting with her, who she doesn't even recognize is flirting with her forever. right and then when he wants to do something nice for her she's she's surprised by it she's like you can see her she's completely surprised that you know a man of an opposite sex is like I mean he's all like what and and she looks at him like well oh well thank you and I think there's a turn and there's a shift when this Mm -hmm. happens Mm because it's that I'm gonna take care of you like Mm -hmm. the auntie um so so she's going through her own change and shifts as well. And I really love seeing that she realizes that it's okay to be taken care of. Because mm-hmm. I think for a long time, she feels like I have to keep it together. Uh, no, you know, and she does to a certain degree. Yeah, you know what sure. I mean? There's, huh. there's no one, there is no one there, no other adult at the moment there. Right. Mm-hmm. So she's I it. really like that. Yes, yeah, she's yeah. it. She yeah. did for the time, but I like to see it moving and it did move. Yeah. And I, no. and I think it surprised her too. Yeah, for sure. I think so. And I, I'm actually curious about that surprise. Like I, I didn't have any moment of like not believing it or being taken out of the story when that happened, but I'm just wondering mm. now, like, is that something you've experienced or someone, you know, like not realizing someone's flirting with you or being surprised by that? <laughs> like, yes all the time <laughs> really yes yeah like all the time heck yeah I mean yeah I mean I can say the same like I'm I'm great I'm that person it's great about like oh that person's like looking at you or like for a friend or anybody right <laughs> other than myself um no I do recognize that someone's flirting with me and obviously if it's aggressive and obviously I get that but I'm saying in the subtle ways right the mm-hmm. subtle ways I uh, might miss, or I'm a question mark. And I'm generally not a question mark of a person, but these times I tend to be question marky, if that's a word, um, <laughs> uh, about like, well, that person's kind of going a little bit over, but not tremendously over. Like, what? You know what I mean? So it does take me a minute. And I find I have found myself in a definite question mark. Of like, is that person flirting? And then yeah. I check in with someone else, a friend, uh-huh. and they're like, "Heck yeah!" And I'm like, "Really? Well, see, because I thought." And then of course I'll make up this whole story. So, <laughs> yeah. So I so, and it's all funny. <laughs> yeah. So that wait. So now I'm curious, what happens in that situation? Do you like check if they're going to go to the next level? Do you leave it alone unless they, you know, outwardly make it clear to you? Or, mm. yeah. I mean, when I when I have in the past, when this has happened and I've been a question mark and I've checked in with a friend to kind of check me, if you will, be like, Hey, do you see what I see kind of thing? And they're like, yeah, 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 for sure. Nicole. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. So 
that I guess the uh, confidence to go forward um, mm-hmm. to pursue it is in, is on me. And so what I'll do is a lot of the times I will um, just check in. I will be flirty with that person, but not again overly. I'll match. I'll find myself matching where they are, and mm-hmm. then we take conversations from there. And then okay. if they, if they develop awesome, if they move into something, right. And most of the time they, they move into, let's take it offline. Hey, let's exchange numbers. Kind mm-hmm. Of mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, it, so those question marks have actually turned into dates before. Yeah, they, they have, they have, oh, and cool. it's all, and it's because, you know, I've had a friend maybe next to me, um, saying, Hey, did you notice that? And sometimes I've noticed it alone with no one to check in about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, when that happens, when I'm alone and I'm not sure for real, I just let it move. Like I don't match it. I just, you know, kind of, um, sit tight, let things move organically. And yeah. if there's something else that comes up, sure. Then I'll answer that or match that, but I do not pursue it. Yeah. As like, mm -hmm. I just kind of let it play and be patient and kind of let a dance happen. And if, and if there's no, and there's no dance that happens, okay, then you were kind of wrong. That's fine. (laughs) And so there's no harm. There's no foul. Right. Or potentially you could have been right, but that maybe that person's energy didn't mesh with yours. Right. Maybe they want someone who's gonna pursue more aggressively on on that end. Right. And completely, completely. Yeah. It it kind of circles back to what we were looking at in the show of like having that person or that thing to ground you in your confidence in like, you know, your, your perspective, like moving forward, like, okay, what am I grounded in and what am I moving towards? Um, Mm which Mm, I think is so beautiful. And so (laughs) I love the full circle moments. Um, It's it's full circle. Yes. And so what about um, in the show, any themes or any storylines that like you didn't relate to at all that you were like, "Mm, you know, I, (laughs) I, I wouldn't do it that way or that's, that's not me or like that. Um, Let's see. Good question. Um, I don't know. I really, I, I, there was, there's one storyline. I mean, it's very small though. Um, again, it's season two where, uh, Davy, she is in the, the mist of the triangle and she's trying to figure out, I think she's, uh, there's some kind of race, uh, like a camp, like a day, like a day race camp or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe, I don't know if, do they sleep? Yeah. They sleep overnight mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And she has these two girls. She's not really friends with, and they're, you can tell they're the girls of the, of the, of the grade that maybe might be, I don't know if they're the popular, but they're not so nice. And they're very, um, what do you call it? Um, um, they, you know, malicious. Yes. Thank you. That's <laughs> all of those things. Thank you. Yeah. All of those things, all of those things. And she goes, Davy. uh, I think she wants to find out information. Oh no. She says something. And mm-hmm. then it just, she says some, I believe she says something, Davy says something to one of the malicious girls and then they repeat it later. And then mm-hmm. it, t- it gets taken out of context. And that actually is not the truth. My point to this is, is that Davy being so smart and on top of it, but this reminds me of how old you would be that you wouldn't catch it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but she says something that isn't truth and it's more of a thought than truth but it turns into gossip and then the truth and then it hurts someone at the end she i'm surprised that davy says this out loud to knowing these girls are that way and mm-hmm. that they wouldn't they would misconstrue whatever she said but davy doesn't take in consideration that that could be ever done and mm-hmm. in fact it causes a lot of that one moment causes a lot of pain right you know- I wonder if she doesn't take into consideration. I think this might be, um, like to me, it landed as that teenage kind of 
way of being like, I'm going to get what I want at any cost, <laughs> which was she wanted to get the guy, right? She, she, right. Didn't, want, um, she didn't want the other girl to, to be, you know, hooking up with Ben. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so, so true. she's like, That's they're going to so do true. whatever they do with it. And I don't care because it's going to work. It's going to break them up. It's going to break them up. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I didn't think of it like that, but a a thousand percent, I can totally see that point, um, that that's there. Um, that you're right. And I do believe that she was like, I'm going to say what I'm going to say at any cost. It has me believe though, that, well, that is the action. I'm going to say what I'm going to say at any cost. And I don't really care at the moment. Mm-hmm. what that's going to cost me. Cause I want the guy, but everybody, I mean, I'm saying everybody knows, <laughs> but we all know as people that sometimes just because you want what you want and you, and you have a thing, there's a cost, mm-hmm. but see, this is the part of, I think her being young that she wants what she wants and she doesn't think about the rest. Cause it was yeah. very clear. She didn't think about the rest because she said something and it wasn't true. It was a, it was a thought it was an opinion. It wasn't truth. And nice. then by the next morning, there is that same gossip, but now it's truth. Right. Right. And yeah. now it's like, oh, oh, but what's crazy. One thing that kind of did surprise me is that after the reveal of, wow, um, you know, this person said this about me and it's not true. Davy really didn't feel bad about it. She didn't, yeah. <laughs> she didn't, she didn't cop to it. She was like, well, it's okay. Like, I was like, oh, girl, no, like, mm-hmm. you know, when you do something wrong, the whole, the whole time we've known Davy, she's pretty much been like, yeah, I'm sorry. But yeah. this particular area, she was definitely like, I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah. And then she like planned this grand apology that was like calling more attention to the girl. <laughs> And the girl was like, stop it. Like, just stop. Like, this is not helping, right? She was not putting herself in her shoes. And, mm. um, you know, it was like the apology that was going to make Davy feel better, not the apology that was going to make her friend, like, actually feel seen yeah. and, like, you know, heard. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's the part that I was... Yeah. To answer your question, that, that, that would, that part, I mean, it took me a minute to like, remember that, but um, yeah, that surprised me. I was like, why is it taking you so long to just cop to that was wrong. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like that's ego. Now, I mean, did I, so is that me saying, gosh, Davey, I'm really um, wanting more from you? Yeah, probably. Um, Definitely. I just thought that if she, if you put yourself in her position, which she, she's been doing at times, mm-hmm. it would be like, wow, oh, that really wasn't cool. But she, I think Davey just was blinded by still what she wanted. Yeah. She, she knew, she knew that she should have said sorry, but she didn't really care about it. Yeah. And I finally got the name of the other girl, Anissa. I couldn't remember it for the, for the last name. Ah, Anise. Yeah. So, An- okay. An- Anissa at like, she was not having the fake apology. And it's interesting Uh because I actually love this looking at like high school drama, right? Because (laughs) yeah, there's the piece of it that's like, yes, they have no, not a fully developed, you know, prefrontal cortex and all of that. Mm. But, (laughs) you know, like hormones are raging. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, I mean, there are definitely, there's got to be adults. I mean, I know I've heard from clients, like there's adults out there on these dating apps, you know, Mm. not considering people's feelings, saying whatever they need to say to get what they want. Like, and yeah. so it can be super hard to navigate that world. Um, so Agreed. even though it's high Agreed. school, like, I think it's a really good mirror for reality. <laughs> Agreed. Well. I really, you know, it's funny that you mentioned this because I was just speaking with a friend earlier today and we were talking in terms of dating and dating apps and mm-hmm. um, how to, how we were, how we were looking at them as you know, um, being unattached to like the outcome, just being, uh, having a great volley, but mm-hmm. like not holding on too tight for the outcome of like, I've got to have that thing over mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know what? Oh, and after I sh- shared what, um, my experience and just one experience, she was like, oh my goodness, 
No, she goes, I, I, so I'm not interested. This is way too much work. Um, when I just, when I decide to date online, uh, I will come to you. I'm like, well, no, this is just my opinion through experience. Um, and there's many different areas to, to work and, and navigate this. And she was like, well, I, I feel like I do not have the tools to navigate these conversations. And it was kind of like what you just said, like there's many adults who don't um, consider people's feelings or they, they go for what they want and that's all they think about. And this is what she was saying that I'm afraid of dealing with because I'm unequipped with how to deal with that. Yeah. Like those, those conversations. Yeah. It takes something and it's, it's pretty new to, I mean, I know it's been around for a while, but it's still pretty new territory for many people. And, you know, it's also like when you go into a bar, even though anyone could be in that bar, okay, how many interactions can you realistically have, you know, in a night out versus Mm. on online dating? It's like (laughs) interactions on (laughs) demand. (laughs) It's endless, right? So like, yeah, a pretty big blow if you're having a lot of those back to back and you're not supported and you don't feel like you have the tools. So that's totally Mm. valid. (laughs) Yeah, that's totally valid. But when I heard that, when you just were saying that, that had me think, I was like, oh my goodness, I had that conversation earlier today. I've Mm got to share that Um, because you're right. Like we're talking about Davey and Anissa, all of these, all these people. And yet we can all relate to them, even though they're teenagers, there's parts of it we can completely relate to. Yeah. I mean, there's a teenager living inside of all of us, right? (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. We want to keep that person alive, you know? Yeah. So, um, Nicole, (laughs) this conversation is so great. Um, (laughs) I, I wonder, well, this kind of answered that question, but I'll, I'll, I'll ask it right out to see if anything else comes up. Um, do you find that any of the themes in this series kind of show up in your current love life? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see the current themes. Um, well, okay. I would say the current theme, um, what I'd said earlier about Davy's mom, what's her mother's name again? Um, um, I can't I remember. I can't it's remember. Well, Nalini. Nalini. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing had... it right. We didn't hear it too much. I think. No, we didn't. We heard her we called didn't. Um, Doctor. Well, right. Yeah. That's what it was. Because I was like, I don't remember hearing her name a lot. But regardless, um, yes. her mother. Well, I can relate to like just having a firm foundation in like where, who I am as a person mm-hmm. and what I'm about and like what I'm willing to share with people, but mm-hmm. still have my standards. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I could relate myself in, in this way um, was it's wonderful to um be communal and, and share and all these things. And, um, but if something doesn't fly by you, like it's okay to stand by yourself and say, you know what? No, that's not actually what I'm about. I'm actually about this. Cause I saw her mother do that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a kind way and in a way of like, yeah, I'll, I'll I want to be accepted over here, but there's only so much that right. I'm willing. And, and I really, I feel that kind of for myself as well. Like, um, I'm pretty secure on, on like where I stand as a person and what I bring to the table and the conversations that I love to have and I enjoy. And if that's not something that's happening, like on the date or, uh, the pursuiting the, like the pursuit of, or being pursued in, then that's okay. I will find another tribe that has that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. I love yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Great. So uh, <laughs> now a couple of a uh, couple more questions, right? We're wrapping sure, up sure, soon. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So in terms of storylines, we talked about this very beginning of our conversation, but um, the storylines that we tend to see, right, on mm. on screen in general, 
Are mm-hmm. there any romantic storylines or relationships that you wish you saw more of on screen or at all if you don't see them? Well, you know, it's interesting because um, during COVID, um, I think there was an awakening of, of spirit and space and identity in this country. And I, I say not only in this country, but all over the world, but I'm speaking here in America. Um, because I, I think that having um, difficult conversations, um, dealing inside of race, economics, healthcare, all of that, this is what we started to have more of because I think COVID brought a lot of things that were broken or um, just uh, ignored. It brought to the forefront, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of conversations and a lot of situations. And what I, so when this all happened, I saw Hallmark Channel started using African-Americans as, um, as like the stars of the show. Most of the time, if you, there's a trend, if you look at like 2018 or 2019, before then there were, they, there were maybe one star show, um, mm-hmm. that African-Americans were in, but they were always like the co, the, the co-stars or da, da, da. after that moment, you will see that now they're a good 30, five, 40% up on starring roles. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean just African-Americans. I mean, Asian Americans. Um, th- there's a, there's a real trend of mm-hmm. different, and you, and you see it in commercials a lot more. You see commercials have women of color of all different hairstyles, mm-hmm. uh, hair textures. Yep. Um, at first you just to, just to see like long, flowy, cute, pretty, curled hair. Now you see wonderful Afro natural locks, braids. Mm-hmm. You see this on commercials and you, and, and it's literally being a change. And something else that I've noticed is going to the grocery store, Band-Aid started using all Band-Aid colors. Uh, yes. The, the, and they started putting different colors mm-hmm. and like darker colors. Um, I mean, obviously it's been a trend with makeup way before COVID but it, it is situated after. So you see things from marketing. Um, so representation does matter. And I've seen it since COVID, I would say a good 50% up across the board from Asian, Hispanic, uh, mm-hmm. Polynesian, um, and all, all nations, mm-hmm. uh, Native American. I've seen it like an upward uh, representation being uh, really being ousted and like really looked at now of course there's more to to for us to go on that area but I definitely because I've been looking and I've been seeing it so yeah I've seen representation in a lot of in in different areas and I think it's just expanding right yeah in 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 areas of but I'm I was looking at entertainment on tv what we look at that shows because you know uh Christmas stories are going to be coming up soon. And like, we, we want to all see ourselves in these stories. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to see that momentum continue and how has it been for you so far since, since seeing that uptick? Oh, I, I I think I find it exhilarating. Um, I I find it uh, validating. Um, Not that I needed, I should say uh, media validation. Mm-hmm. Um, cause my upbringing wasn't about seeing media up to validate myself and my culture. Mm-hmm. Although, um, because I came from a family that we spoke about that kind of thing. So my validation was very, um, grounded in that way. However, when I was growing up, I did see, uh, Essence Magazine and Jet Magazine, and it was beautiful African-American women and men and couples on that magazine. And that, I think seeing that on a regular basis, uh, media wise, that also did mean something. Yeah. You know, like it did see something. I I think that, um, I I think there's going to be just an upward trend, but I think representation matters. Barbie, uh, what is it called? Mattel with Mm -hmm. Barbies are now changing not only measurements, but uh, they're making all different, all different colors of Barbies, uh, like the doctors and Native Americans, like they're literally putting in 
uh, mm-hmm. at bar like Barbie, that would be like the, the go-to. And I find that beautiful because like, it's not about only me. It's about little girls that look like me. They see that. So they say that's good. So, yeah. so I must be good. I must be pretty. I must be accomplished. I must be smart. Right. So you know yeah. what I mean? So it matters to me because it matters to them. Right. Yeah. And yeah. not only pretty and smart, but capable of having healthy relationships. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, you know, whether and, that's well, romantic that's, or not, but, or, or romantic. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like if you, you know, confidence has, if, if you don't feel good about yourself, your relationships suffer. Right. Absolutely. So they, it kind of like this whole dance of not what I look like, but how, whatever you think look is to you, mm-hmm. if that is not a positive thing in your, in your space and in your heart, I, I would think that your relationships would suffer. Yeah, absolutely. Cause Thank they you. don't, cause you know what I mean? Cause if you don't, if you don't feel good, you, if you, you know, that whole thing, if you don't look or you don't feel good, but it's really the balance of the both. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't, yeah, you can't represent yourself. Yeah, if your external environment is not representing you as, you know, not even, we could talk about good, but valid. (laughs) Yeah, valid. Well, and and that's the thing, like when you don't see, and I think this is what's been in the past, when you Mm -hmm. don't see your your space, who you are, whomever you are, Mm -hmm. other than what's popular, whatever, if you don't see yourself being represented, you might tend, not all, but you might tend to think that that doesn't matter because you're not being represented. So I must, I must not matter Mm -hmm. if I'm not represented. And that's, that's what is being said, but unsaid, right? Right. Like it's subconscious, it's subliminal. Yeah. Yes. And Mm -hmm. that's the thing. That's why representation matters in all forms all the time. Absolutely. At the head, at the head of the table, at the bottom of the table, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? We all need to be represented unless, because kids are always watching always mm-hmm. and absorbing, you know, <laughs> always, always. Right. Yes. Uh, thank yeah, you so much <laughs> for bringing that lens and saying mm. that in such a beautiful way. Um, thank you for asking. Uh, yeah. Okay. So now I have my final question for you, which I love, oh. love to ask. Okay. So Nicole Cooper, if your love life was a TV show, Mm. what is the main thing you think the viewer would take away from it? Oh, great question, Michelle. You're killing it over here. Um, (laughs) Goodness. uh, What would, what would the person like be looking and taking away the lens? I would think for my love life, um, how we treat one another and how we allow each other to soar. Like if you looked at my love life and with the lens, you'd be like, wow, they really celebrate one each other. They let each other grow. They let each other be mm-hmm. themselves in the relationship. I love that. So mm-hmm. beautiful. I think, I think that that would be my, my takeaway. Cause I would be really proud about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be really proud about that. So is that what you're creating or is that what you currently have? Or is that a past? <laughs> I'm sure yeah, listeners want right? to know. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, it is definitely what I'm creating. Um, it's definitely what I'm creating. Uh, I don't have that now as of right now, but I have a date tomorrow. Ooh. So we're always on the uptake. Yes. Um, I, I really think that that's what I'm creating in terms of relationship, a romantic relationship, because that's what I have for my regular relationships, my un, um, you know, romantic, that that's yeah. what the take, that is actually what the gift is, right. And the takeaway, if you had a lens, that's actually what is present there. Mm, beautiful. And so I just want that to extend right to romantic. That would be yeah. fantastic. Right. Right. And it will. So and, I, and I can't it, wait to hear about it when it does. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I feel celebrated. Thank Aww. you. Thank you. You've asked such great questions, Michelle. I mean, oh, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I been mean, amazing having you. And thank you for doing this today. And oh, gosh. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Wonderful conversation. I love how you spoke about Never Have I Ever. And we went into life. 
yes. and mapping it on your life. It's, it was beautiful. It was such a pleasure answering your questions, thinking about uh, your questions and um, yeah, what's next. That's what I hear in the mix. Like what's next, what's next. So yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And Nicole, Thank before you. we say goodbye for the day, um, yes, can, yes. can you let listeners know where to find you online if they want to? Sure. Sure. So my handle on Facebook is Nicole Cooper and on Instagram live, it's Nicole N with no space, Nicole N Cooper. And you can find me on Instagram and I do a show, a cocktail show and also mocktails as well. So check me out and thank you so much, Michelle. Yes, absolutely. Everyone definitely go check out Nicole's um, <laughs> social media. I yes. love her show and her thank cocktails. You. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. All right. Thank you, Nicole. Have a good one. Okay. All right. Ciao, ciao. Everyone, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you're here, and I really hope you got something valuable out of this episode. If you did enjoy it, please go ahead and leave a review or rating wherever you get your podcasts. That way more people can see it. And don't forget to subscribe so you know when the next episode comes out. If you want more content about love and dating, or you want to find out all the different ways you can work with me right now, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Michelle Zylar. And I'm also on TikTok and all of those other things, but... Instagram is really where I hang out. So feel free to stop over and say hi, or if not, I'll see you in the next episode. The Love Narratives podcast is all about what we see, hear, and say to ourselves and each other about love. We'll discuss love stories both on and off screen and explore whether the narratives we witness impact what we do with our own hearts and how we write our own love stories. The Love Narratives podcast is all about what we see, hear, and say to ourselves and each other about love. We'll discuss love stories both on and off screen and explore whether the narratives we witness impact what we do with our own hearts and how we write our own love stories.